for those who don't know me, my name is Christian. I'm one of the leaders here. I'm um, married to the gorgeous Helen, and we've got three kids, um, Reuben, Josh, and Esther. You'll, you would have seen Esther is the one that just keeps going on to, to, to the stage and making sure that her, her dad sees that she is on the stage. It's like, yeah, dad. <laughs> so, yeah, that's her. So, we've been working through a series, a, a series um, in Hebrews chapter 11 where we've been looking at the, the, the list of the heroes of faith, the, the men and women that had, firstly, they had faith, but they had faith to do something. They had faith to trust, faith to go, faith to sacrifice, faith to trust. So I'm going to be just uh, looking at, 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 again, at faith this morning, but more of an of a, we, we've heard what faith is, and we've, I think we've heard what those people did, but I really feel it's time for us to, to do something. And James is, is in, the, in the book of James, he's very clear on there is a, a direct link between faith and then action. You can't have one without the other. So that's what, what I'm going to be speaking on this morning. I... I read a, a, a great quote this week from Helen Keller, which says, Faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. You know, and that is what we are called to, to do. We are called to have faith in the one living God and then do something to bring red, redemption and restoration to this this world of ours and to, to, to people. So, with, with, with that, that, that in mind, I, I don't know about you guys, but I am a doer. I just want to, I just can't sit on my hands idly. I have to do things. And which, which is, in, 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 my, in my pastoral capacity in the church, that's always been but a bit of a struggle for me because I listen, listen to people and they talk to me and all I want to do is, right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to get these people around you and then we're going to pray and then we're going to do this. And, you know, the, the, probably the most important thing about being a, a, a pastor or having a pastoral heart is you need to listen. You need, just need to sit back and let that person just speak to, to you. Let them unload their heart. And even in my marriage, Helen will tell you that sometimes she comes to me and she, she's got something on her heart and she, she brings it out and all I'm, I just jump in. Yeah, no, we'll do this and then we'll go and see this person and we'll buy this. And, then, and, and all she wanted was just somebody to listen. And, and another place where that really became an issue was the day that I gave my life to Jesus. It was such a foreign concept for me that I could get something without doing something. My whole life, I was somebody that just, I worked hard. I had some things to overcome in, in my life, and I, you know, I was going to white-knuckle it, and I was, if, if, if a hammer didn't work, 
use a bigger hammer. That was my, my thought on it. And so when I heard the message of grace, it was so foreign to me. And I, I gave my life to Jesus, but, and, and then the, the, the next couple of weeks after that, I was consuming this, this book, the, the Word of God. And I was praying, and I was reading other materials, because to me, that was what you do now. You know, I've received this, and now I have to work at, at it. Up until the day that I really got the word grace. Grace that told me that all that effort and white-knuckling and going after the things it means nothing. You've got such a misconception of there's only one way. And there's only one thing that you can do, and that is to, to believe wholeheartedly that it's not by my, my own actions, it's by the blood of Jesus that I am saved. So then, so I, I got that, and, and I, I, I read through the, the book of Titus, and in Titus, Paul, Paul talks in chapter 2, he says that, he gives three elements or, or, or three things that, three um, effects that grace will have on somebody's life that gives their life to Jesus. Firstly, a grace that saves you, a grace that actually rips you out of the depth of hell because that's where you're going and places you on the rock of Jesus and you will forever in a day be next to him co-reigning with him and just being completely set right. The second thing that grace does is, after you've been saved, it helps you to stand upright. It helps you to say no to, to sin and ungodliness and those things. It helps you to actually live a life that is that uh, live a life that is true and worth the price that it was paid for. And then the third thing is that Paul tells us about faith is, the, the third effect is that faith propels you into the next. When you've got true faith, you cannot just stand, stand in one place. Yes, we are seated in Christ, but the natural outworking of, of, of grace and the faith linked to that is that we need to move in that. You need to start taking steps of faith. And you, you know, that's what we heard this morning from Kutsai. Kutsai could have so, so easily have said, Lord, I believe you and I know I'm saved, so one day when I meet you and I go with you, I'll be right. But for, for now, you know, it's tough when I'm going through it, but, you know, she took steps of faith. She gathered people around her. She started praying and fasting, and she did something. And she said, Jesus, without you, I can't do, 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 do this. And, so, and that third point, that of a faith that propels us into the next thing or into the, the, the advance, advancement of, of the kingdom is, such a, is often such a missed and untested things by us. We think, you know, we're saved now, so I'm just going to hang on for dear life until the G G Jesus comes. 
I'm going to endure. That's not what we've been called for. We've not been called to just sit back and ride this thing out. No. We need to jump up, grab it by the scruff of the neck, and just run. Run in the will and the, and the path that he's put out for, for, for you. And then that, that might look different to, to some people. Acts in faith might look, might look something like just having the faith to go and pray for somebody that has a headache. Or it might look like something that we've seen last week where Graham and Emmy Tedder in faith moved halfway around the world to go and plant a, a church. So it, it looks different for some. So I'm just going to pray that intro was way longer than I thought. So I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to read and then we'll, we'll get into it. Jesus, thank you for your amazing word. Thank you for the shaping power and for the, the, the truth that is in there. The truth that says that I am in you and when I'm in you, I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So this, this morning I'll be reading through... Um, James chapter 2 from verse 14 to 18. Um, I'm reading out of the e e ESV, so if it's s slightly different to what you, you have, just bear with me. So James 2, chapter 14 to 18. It says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly, clo poorly clothed and lacking in, in daily food, and one of you says to, to them, go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the, the, the body, what good is that? So if faith by itself, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Very clear. James does not mix his word or mince his words. He says that if you have faith, that faith needs to produce works. Not works to... To, to set you right with Jesus. Works that is just natural. Because I know who I am now and I am saved, I'm going, going for, for, for it. Faith done in action is a natural outworking of great grace. If we truly understand grace and what it's called us to, faith ventures will be an automatic thing. It'll be a Yes, that's a natural thing. I'm going to start doing, doing that. And you, you, you know what? We've been working through this um, series on faith. And I really feel that God is setting us up, setting this house up for the, the next. Jenny had a dream last night, and she shared it with, with us in, in prayer this morning. And it wasn't, she, she didn't know what I was praying on. Um, sorry, preaching on, and she said that she had this dream of an airport and all these planes taking off, and then just after they've taken off, they kind of hover where, where they are, and all these planes have taken off, 
just hovering over the, the airport. And I, I feel like that is such a prophetic picture of what is happening with Glenridge. People have, they've taken off in terms of they've heard what faith is. And they've heard what can be accomplished in faith. And we are set, we are poised, we are triggered to what's next. What's the de destination? What's the f f flight path? What's the height? What's the speed? We are ready. So the, I, I believe that Jesus has been stirring our faith as a, a community. And you know what is so wonderful ab about that is that Hebrews chapter 12 says that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. That means that he's the author and he will be the perfecter of the actions that we take in, in faith. Isn't that amazing? If, when you really grasp that, you think, why not? I'm just going to do it. Because he has orchestrated it. He has put into place these, these potential actions that I'm going to go. And he will perfect it. So, and that is so amazing. And that is so exciting for what is next for, for us as a church. As an eldership, we talk, we talk so often about we are on the cusp. We're on the cusp of such a breakthrough of people taking what they know now and moving in, in faith. So with, with that, what, so the, 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 the title of my preach is Faith to Act. So I, I thought, how do I explain this? And how do I explain the outworkings of that? And I thought I, I would just tell a story of, of my, my life and I'll I, I hope you'll, you'll indulge me in it, and hopefully it'll, it'll just kind of explain what faith steps looks like. So, um, as some of you might know, many years ago I was a rugby player, and I was at that time I was playing rugby in Bloemfontein. Which, if you know Bloemfontein, is that's the that's like a religion in Bloem. So everybody knows anybody that plays rugby, and it is just it is it is massive. There there are big crowds for the smallest game. There are thousands of people, so it was a big thing. And we had a coach, and this coach was well known in 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 the in that scene. He was a guy who had taken so many teams through taking them to win championship games he produced players that went on to to play for the springboks he he was he was a guy that was well trust trusted in he, he was a guy he was a, a master tactician some of the moves that that he that he put in place 20 years ago is still being being played today by all the teams. This guy had it. He was well respected and loved by his players. He was such a, such a warm-hearted guy. And he was a, such a pastoral heart. He, 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 was, he was convinced that if, if my players' hearts are, are right, the game on Saturday will, will be okay. And he used to spend, he was used to some practices, pre-season where practice was 
the worst because it was fitness. And you hated fitness. There was nothing worse. Then he will say, right, put your tackies away. We're just going to talk. And he would just talk to us. And he would know each player's heart, each player's everything of, of everything. And the guys loved him for it. He, he was like a father to, to, to us. Anyway, to cut a long story short, the, the one practice session, he calls everybody in, and he's like, guys, I've got this new move. And everybody's like, yeah, we love his moves. It is, it is such good, good stuff. And so he pulled us in. So he, he, he goes on for about 10 minutes about this move that he's, he's worked out. And after that, he's like, so what do you think? Silence. Because it was so outrageous and so out of left field. And the worst thing is, the poor guy who's going to run that move is going to die. <laughs> and he, his next words is, yeah, and I want you to run it. And kind of points to me, and I'm like, you, you mean me? And he said, yeah, you, you are going to do it, do it. So this move... <laughs> basically meant that from, from in, in, inside center, I'm so sorry for the guys and girls here that they don't speak or rugby or don't understand it so much. So I was in the back line. I was one of the smart guys who was in, in the back line. And this move basically was that I would run from, from the back line at full pace straight through the middle of the scrum. And somebody would pop the ball into my hands and I would run straight through the middle of the scrum. So basically, running through a wall of two tons of angry muscle. <laughs> and it's, let me, let me tell you, and, it, and it, it, these, guys, these guys were out for blood. Eh? It's not in bloom. When you're there, you know, you, 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 you know that it's, it's going to be hectic. And especially if, 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 if a, a, a forward can get his hands on a, on a nice-looking, skinny guy, guy at the back. They, he was going to hurt him. So this, this move, basically, something would, would happen, and magically, like the Red Sea, the middle of the scrum would part, <laughs> and I would go straight through this thing. And everybody's like... Far, far, far. And so, so the coach goes, right, we need a, a name for this thing. And one of my good mates, he, he, he says, how about Saltwea? Which, if, if directly translated, means Ward 2, which was referring to the orthopedic ward in Bloom Med, <laughs> where I would end up if I ran this. So Saltwea. So we're going with Saltwea, and, and so the coach said, right, come on, let's go. So now we're going to run, run this play with no opposition. So it's just the guys in my team. So I thought, you know, the, the guys, it's, this is going to work. That first move, they call it, and I come in at full pace. I run straight into the back of both my locks. My... The back molar explodes in, 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 my, in, my, in my mouth. I am concussed. I am lights out. And every, every, I wake up and everybody's like in a huddle around me. And you know what the first thing my coach says? 
I thought he's going to, yes, but sorry, no, let's scrap this. This is too dangerous. He says to me, your heart wasn't in it. I thought I would slap him. Your heart's hard. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Your heart is not in, in it. I, I said, there's no, just like I've got no more wisdom teeth left, that, there's no wisdom in this move. <laughs> so he says, no, run it again. So go back to, to my position. Now I'm like, all right, okay. Run it. Same thing happens. This time, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I come unscathed, but our, our flank on the side gets a cut above his eye, so he's bleeding. The team doctor comes. He takes him for stitches. We run this move five times, and every time, our team injury list just grows. <laughs> Guys are laid on stretches. It is just carnage. You know, there's a, there's a great, great quote by Martin Luther King that says, nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. <laughs> and I experienced that on a, on a Thursday afternoon in Bloom that, that day. Any, anyway, after the, the fifth time, Coach said, right, there, I've got no more guys here, so let's just call, call this practice. So, the, the, so then, then the next week, he says, let's run that move again. So we're all like, the, the team doctor leaves everything that he does. So he goes and stands next to, to the scrum, right where I'm going to fall. So he, and he, he, he calls for his whole medical chest. Medical chest is there. They bring the ice and everything ready for this move. Same thing, thing happens. Coach, what's wrong? He says, my boy, your heart is not in it. And I'm like, okay, well, well whatever. And the coach said, look, you guys know how the, 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 the move works, so let's not, let's, not, let's not again practice it because I need 15 players on Saturday to actually play. <clears throat> so the season starts and the season goes and nobody ever calls this move because I, I, I think the, uh, I thought the coach, you know, he knew there's, you know, just nothing. We, we got to, to the play, 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 playoffs and this game is brutal. These guys, it's like they, they've read our play, playbook. Every play that we call at the back, They've got two guys waiting there for the, the guy who's going to get the ball. Then now Bloemfontein is a very small place, so everybody basically knew all, all everybody's moves. So these guys had us, eh? So with so in this game, they tackle me to, to within an inch of, of my life. Every time I get the ball, I've got five guys on me, and they hammer me. And I've and we are trying everything and. With two, two minutes left, we are four points behind. And there's a, there's a scrum about on the 20, 25 meter line right 
under, under the, the, the poles and, and there's, there's an in, in injury or I'm, I'm sure it was an injury. I think that guy was just so t tired he, he faked an I, I injury. <laughs> so our, our captain comes, he said, boys, come, come, let, let us pray. So he brings us all in and he's like, and, he's, and he's, you can see he's spent to, we're all, we are finished, eyes down, and he's like, has anybody got an idea? Anybody? I will take anything right now. Silence. He said, come on, somebody's got to have a plan. Come on, what can we do? How can we go and score? And somebody just behind my shoulder perks up, yells, Sol Tuya. <laughs> and I thought, yes. And I'm, I'm like checking, should I hit him with my left or my right? And I turn around and it's my coach. So, so my, my, my coach decided he's going to go talk to his team. And he says, boys, I want you to do Saltwea. And we're all, oh, no, come on, coach. Come on. And he says, he says to, 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 to us, do you trust me? And we all think, yeah, look, we, he's never let, 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 let us down. He's always called the correct place. He's always done Pick the correct team. He's taken us to two championship victories. We can trust this guy. He says, do you guys have all you need? I thought, well, you've, you've, we've had many practices. You have pre pre prepared us well. So we, and he said, look around you. Have you, have you got 14 brothers next to you that'll, that'll die for you? looked around and these guys although they were a, an ugly bunch you know i loved them like they were my my brothers we went to we would have gone to war with these guys any day and the guy said okay let's do it and the coach said, said to, to each one of one of the guys turn turn to christian and say i will do my job and they all said, I will do my job, I will do my job, I will do my job, I will do my job. These boys looked me in the eye and they said, you've got this. We will do what we need to do and we'll get you through this. Next thing the coach does is, so after I had my, my, my teeth fixed, I, while I was there, I said to the dentist, listen buddy, you've got to give me a really thick mouth guard. So I had this beautiful, it was like a, 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 a Ferrari of a, of a mouth guard. It says nothing, nothing was going to get to, to my teeth. The coach says, spit out your, your mouth guard. Took out my mouth guard and he said, one last thing, I'll be waiting for you behind the poles. So he walks straight from there, kind of stands behind the poles. He waits. You know, you know what? We ran that move, scored under the poles, and we won that, that, that game. So with, with, with that... I want to say that taking steps of faith is a bit like that. It's a bit like you're, you, 
you are, you might lose your, your teeth. <laughs> but the, the plus side, you're going to get a beautiful mouth guard. So that's, that's it. So let's, let's really look at that. I'm, I've, I've just identified, oh, I'm running out of time. I've just identified six points that we, we can take out of this. The first thing is, we take actions because he is faithful. You know, we knew that coach could be trusted with everything. He had a track record. He, he knew us intimately. And he was just, he was well known that he, he could be trusted. Os, Os, Oswald Chambers said this about faith. Faith is deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you might not understand at the time. The reason why we take faith steps in Jesus is because we know His character. We know who He is, what He's done, who we are in Him. So we move in faith because He is faithful. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom we were called into fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 8, verse 38 to 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the presence or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can trust Him. Right, second point is, you need to be participating in the game. It's no good just being on the field. You, you need to actually take actions. If, if you just stand on the field, you, you are basically, you, you are taking a spot up. And you are not standing and fighting for the guy next, next to you. So you need to be in, in the game. Faith naturally leads to action. A faith needs to be lived out. And James 2, verse 21 to 22 says that, Was, was not Abram our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. So faith needs to be lead to action. You need to be actually taking steps of faith. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I really pray that the Holy Spirit right now, as I'm going through these points, there's going to be a, a, a response at the, at the end. I really pray that as I'm going through these points, that He is going to show you your action. He is going to show you the move that He has planned for, for you. It, it might not be such a big move. It might just be a, a, a simple skip pass and that's it. Or it could be this complex thing. But I, I, why don't you just open your heart as we go through, through these points. Let the Holy Spirit show you what is next for you? And also, if, if you would not call yourself a Christian here this morning, 
Maybe that step of faith is to say yes to Jesus. So, please, as I'm going through this, just, just open your hearts for, for that. Third point, your faith needs to be tested, and you need to endure it. In, 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 in that game, I probably went through the toughest 78 minutes of my life. I tell you what, I got, I got smashed, I got hammered, I was, I was absolutely spent. What would have happened if, if just after halftime I said, Coach, yeah, I, I'm done, eh? Klar. There's nothing left in my tank. I am, these guys, have, uh, they are reading my, my, my every move, everything we call. There are two angry guys waiting there just to tackle the snot out of me. What would have happened if, if I said, yeah, that's it? You know what? I wouldn't have been there on the 78th minute to run, run that move. So, James, James 1 um, verse 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and steadfastness have, the, have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So you've, you've got you've to be... When you're in it, you've got to go through it. Even though it's tough, you've got to keep having faith. When, when, when that door doesn't open, keep going at that door. You, you bang that door. Not in your own strength. You're not going to do it. You, how do you bang that door? You do what Kutsai did. Prayer and fasting. Having your friends around you praying with you and believing. That's how you ram that, that door down. Not that, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put, put out a, a, a crowdfunding thing and then I'm going to do this to get the money. I didn't go that route. She didn't take a hammer to, to that door. She took faith to that door. And that is, that is the way we are going to open doors and break walls. Uh, as we were worshiping, I saw this r- r- wrecking ball come, and it just walls were just being knocked down. And I, I really b- believe that's what's, what's going to happen here this morning. Sure, I need to hurry up. The fourth thing is, faith is, is your shield. If, if, if Ephesians six sixteen says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, for which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. You know, when in, in, that, in, in those practices, there, there, my coach was 100% right when he said my heart wasn't in it. Because I didn't fully trust. And I, I, I got hammered. There is no safer place as for the will of God. When you say yes to, I'm going to run that, that move, there's no safer place. Look, it is, sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you think it should, but if you want to feel secure, and you want to be secure, and you want to be somebody that can stand 
the test of time and stand the storms that is coming, there's no safer place than having faith in the living God. So shield, so faith is a shield. Right, number five, almost done. Faith works itself out in a team. I was on that field with my, with my bros. Those guys had my back and I had theirs. Again, sorry, Kutsai, I'm hammering on you. What did Kutsai do? Did she just go into her room and just bear it herself? She called the community of saints around her. They pray for me. Nick Engel, where's Nick? Back there. Perfect example. Nick is one of those guys that he gets these faith ideas, these faith ventures, which some of us think, wow, but that is, that is big. But you know how he does, does, does it? He, he, he puts himself out there. He makes a WhatsApp group with a bunch of, of, of the saints, guys who he knows are prayer warriors and guys who can stand next to him. And he says, I am planning this in the name of Jesus. And that's how you do it. You surround yourself with the saints. You surround yourself with the guys in your home group. You surround yourself with guys and girls who you are accountable for. It is essential, essential to take moves in faith. Is to have, you have to have the support of the 14 guys in your team. Last one is when you are done, he gets started. In, 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 in the practices, you know, I was still thinking, you know, I, I, I had some energy left and I thought, you know, you know I'm going to do this in my strength. You know, I can do this. You know, I'm going to force my way through this gap in, the, in this hole. It was only when I had nothing left in the tank where, Jesus, I have tried it all. I am, I have tried A, B, straight through to Z and back again, I am done. Then you get ready for what he's going to do. If, if um, two, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 8 says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. When you are done, he gets done. So who, 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 you, who here is at that point where 78th minute of, of this game, I am done. I am done. Get ready. God's going to move. Take your faith, hold on to it, and say yes to Jesus. You know what the overriding thing on all these points were? All these six points is one thing. Obedience. Some, sometimes that's a hard word to, to, to hear. Because it's got so, so many different connotations out there in the, in, in the world. But let me tell you what. Faith cannot go without obedience. 
And faith coupled with obedience equals victory. You cannot have one without the other. So this morning, that obedience might look like taking that step. Standing up and saying yes to Jesus. Let me tell you, that'll be the biggest step of faith you'll ever take in, in your life. But the most important one. Because it'll set you up to live a life that is just going to transform not only you, not only your family, not only your circumstances, it's going to transform the atmosphere around you. When you allow Jesus to be the center, everything that you know changes. And it changes for the good. And life becomes exciting. Do you, do you know how exciting a faith venture is? You know, I'm, when, when, when Helen hears the, the, the phrase that I really feel God saying this, she, she kind of, she, she almost faints because we, we've had a couple of big faith ventures in our life. One, one, one morning, we, we were living in, in England. One morning, God said to me, it's time to go. The, the outworking of that was we moved from England to here without a job, without a home, without a church, without a, a, anything. But God had said, you know what? It's scary, but it's so exciting. And if, if I look back at all those things now, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, and I pray, that God, give me my next one. Because there's no better place to be. There's no safer place to be. There's no more impactful place to be than the will of, of, of God. So, I, I, as I said earlier, I, I believe the Holy Spirit's been doing some, some work in the last... 10, 10 minutes or so. And I'm, I'm going to call on your obedience to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to call, firstly, those of you who have never given their lives to, to Jesus, has never been on that field, has never been surrounded by a team, has never been called to run a, a move. Today is your day. Today is the day that the Holy Spirit is just prompting you. Jesus is calling you. And He is going to pluck you out of the depths of hell. Let's, let's be blunt about this. I'm not going to mince my words here. If you are not in Jesus, there's one place that you are going. And that is not to be with Him. Let me tell you, hell is not the, the thing that we think flames and all, all those things. Do, do you know what the definition of hell is? To be outside of Jesus. To not know Him. To not be in His firm grip. That is it. And unfortunately, the outworking of that is 
an eternity without Him. So that's the first one. And I, I want you to be bold. I want you to, to press the button of obedience here this morning. I don't want you to come forward. Why don't the band please come up? Second thing is, I, I believe that there are some here that's, that's been on that field, but you've been hiding. You have been kind of just there. Today's the day where God's going to say, going to call your soul to you. And you know what? That might not be for today or tomorrow, this action. It might be in 20 years' time, but He's prompting you now. That might look like I am not going to press the button on, the, on a divorce. It might look like I am going to go. God wants to do business with you. So, as, as we worship now, I'm going to ask you guys, come, come forward. What, why don't you please stand? I'm, I'm just going to pray. Father God, thank you for what you've called us to. Thank you that you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. Thank you for the fact that there are people on the other side of my obedience. If I am obedient now, there are people waiting on the other side to hear about faith. Hearing comes, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That I will take out that word, that I will speak that word and people will have faith. Jesus, will you do business with us right now? Let us just get to a point where I don't care about the guy or the girl next to me. All I care about is that eyes from heaven that is piercing into my heart right now. That is gripping my heart. That is squeezing my chest. I will obey. I will obey your word. I will obey your call. I will obey the move that you have called me to right now. So Lord, I pray as these people come forward, Lord. Lord, I pray for more. I pray for such, a, such an outpouring right now of your spirit. Just to activate, just to galvanize us, Jesus. And Lord, in advance, I thank you for the impact that this is going to have on this house. The impact that this, these faith actions that are is about to get planted and about to get activated, it is going to shape and change this, the, the, how we do things in this church. It is going to have a kingdom impact. It is going to have an impact on the city, on families. In your name, Jesus.